Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates, and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights, and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. Now let the business building begin. Hi, David. Welcome along to another episode of our Chief Chat on the Elevate podcast. Yeah, g'day, Ryan. We're into September already. It's um, years flown by and good to see you again. But that also means that spring is here and summer is just around the corner. And uh, we know that everyone in construction loves uh, summer because it's a whole lot easier to get those foundations down. Yeah, that's right. Although uh, this morning um, it was hailing here in Wellington, so it didn't feel like spring, but... The yes. sun's trying to peep out now. I'm sure the yeah. better weather's on the way for sure. And a uh, colleague of mine from Rolleston was sending photos of snowing down there. So, yeah, it might yeah. be uh, a little premature, yeah. the, the spring feels. Uh, David, let's talk about what's going on in the land of construction in New Zealand. It feels like there's a bit of doom and gloom in the press. Uh, people saying that the world's going to end, etc. cetera. Uh, maybe counter to that, you've recently been at the Constructive Forum. Yeah. Can you, yeah. you know, from the from the voices that are actually uh, knowledgeable in what's going on in construction, can you give us a bit of a sense of vibe that you got from the the members that were at Constructive? Yeah, look, Constructive was was really good. It was um, had some great feedback from people because what we tried to do is reflect reality, but then talk about well, what does that mean, and what's the reality? What does it mean for you? And we'll come on to the sector survey in a moment. But I think there was a, a good sense of, okay, we, we, this is difficult. There are issues around rising prices, et cetera, et cetera. But I think there's, a, there's also a degree of resilience within the sector. People thinking about, okay, you hear all the media stuff and, and it's easy to be beaten up by it and give up. But I think uh, what I was encouraged by were people were thinking about, what does it mean for my business and what am I doing about it? And at Constructive, that's what it was about. It was about... Um, you know, what are we experiencing? What do we know from the past? And how do we project that into the future? And, you know, we've talked about this before, Ryan, um, controlling what you can control and letting go of the stuff that you can't control. Uh, and that's uh, that's important. Uh, and again, we'll talk about mental health. But um, so I was, I was encouraged and the quality of the conversation was really, really good. And again, great to have some people from more broadly in the sector and privileged to have uh, my colleague from Australia, Alex Waldron, who's the National Policy Director, who brought some really good insights. And if we look at what's happening across the Tasman, I, I think we're actually in many ways in a better position than they are, uh, particularly around residential where they're stuck with fixed price contracts and they can't get out of them. Wow, that that's brutal in such a uh, high inflation period. Yeah, and we always think that it's you know it's it's greener across the ditch, but um, right now I do think that they've got more problems than we have. And I know that uh, Dr. Megan Woods, the Minister of Building Construction, was at Constructive, and also I imagine you got somewhat of a counterpoint from Christopher Luxon, who was also there giving a keynote. Could you give us a bit of insight into what information they shared and maybe what stood out for you? Yeah, well, I think uh, as you can imagine, they they have different views about uh, the performance of the other or non performance i think it was it was great to have them both um neither of them spoke for a long time which was good because they were happy to take questions uh, and of course megan woods as the relatively new minister of building and construction uh, i thought brought a um, 
you know, a rounded view about both the housing policy and construction. Uh, and she got a, a bit of a grilling, but I thought she did a pretty good job in answering. Likewise, Chris Luxon, more of a high-level outline of what they're doing. They're not going to get into their detailed policy this year, uh, despite Jahan Casanada's very best efforts and some of the, the questions. They're not going to do that yet. But I thought it was it was very good for both. And I think, you know, I'd like to see next year where National gets to in terms of their detailed policy. And of course, Labor will be doing the same because it's all very well to talk about intent, but it's delivery that's important to us. And the intent that you're observing at the moment is positive. I know you do, you spend a lot of time in this mm. advocacy space for us yeah. and for our members. David, what's your view there? Look, I think they um, we're getting more attention in terms of the industry and the sector. And I think part of that is that it's the work we do, but the work we also do with others. And we're talking about what's the outcome of this. So it's not just that it's tough on builders, but this is important to New Zealand. It impacts on the cost of housing. It impacts on our economy and it impacts on local communities. And I think they both get that. And I think um, all of the parties are now starting to pay more attention. And so that's what we have to keep doing. And we need to, um, I guess, as you know, they, they talk from time to time about um, you know, keeping uh, people's uh, feet to the fire. We need to do that to them as well and not just let that go, but follow up. And I look, I do think that we are making some progress in terms of some more positive policy and we'll get on to building consenting because I think that's one where, you know, we've been talking about it for years and years and years. Nothing has happened from either of the larger parties, but that's an area where we really need to focus on details and come up with solutions don't just moan about what's wrong, but put forward something positive. And David, can we talk more about consenting? What's top of mind and where are we making that progress that you're observing? Out of our state of the sector survey, we asked people about that. And um, more than 80% of the respondents said that it was having, it was now having a real and significant impact on their businesses. Uh, delays of up to three months or more in various cases. Uh, now, some councils will say, well, that's the quality of their consent and so on. But when you're getting more than three months, you have to say there's something wrong. And then we're hearing examples of inspections taking seven weeks you know, per inspection, and then you need to book the next one. So this is really uh, biting, and it's costing real money to our builders. It's real costing real money to their homeowners. So when we talk about cost of um, house construction, this is a not insignificant part. So what we've put forward, I guess, is um, we put forward nine recommendations. I won't go through all of those. But if I think about three or four, at the top level, we need to have consistency across New Zealand. One building code, but 67 councils um, interpreting it and not being consistent, and even within councils not being consistent. So we have to get that cons that consistency. Secondly, we need the regulator, MB, to be more active in providing guidance and even direction to councils. Um, so I've, as I give an example of that, since the Christchurch earthquakes, geotechnical investigation of ground soils is much more important. But you'd think we'd have one way of doing it for the whole country, Guess what? We don't, of course. We have 67 different ways. MB could do the work with Engineering New Zealand and yes. Tonkin Taylor or someone and just say, here is the way you do it, full mm -hmm. stop. Same with the use of remote inspections. Um, a third level, I guess, is we're very clear we've got too many consent authorities. Really inefficient, apart from the fact that it's slow and inconsistent. There's so much duplication. Council's doing the same thing 
again and again and again and not sharing that information. So we believe that not just you know halving, but maybe a quarter of the number of councils or maybe down to maybe even 10, I don't know, there's no magic number, but we absolutely need to consolidate and that will allow them to invest better in their online technology, remote inspections, training their people, all of that stuff and get much better results. Good on, so thank you for sharing that. Let's just come back to the shape of the state of the sector survey. What was the yes. scope of the, the survey there, David? So we had, I think, 700 uh, people from the construction industry and 600 consumers, people who'd had um, building work or built a new home in the last two to three years. First time we've had the consumer, so 1,300 all up. That's a really good number and, and gave us a lot more depth and insight. In fact, I've got um, what we're calling a white paper that's summarised all of that and some of the conversations that we got from people commenting on it. So we're going to publish that in the next two to three weeks. First time we've done that. So a lot more depth to what we see is happening in the sector and what consumers are wanting. And key findings in the survey, we've talked about some of the consenting, but what else stood out? Some of the things you wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised by. Um, inflation, cost of building, uh, you know, particularly materials, delays uh, that are hurting businesses, staff. And, and some of those things have come through again and again, but particularly those price pressures have got higher, but um, uh, availability of good qualified staff continues to be a significant impediment. And I have some of those uh, numbers in front of me here, David, in terms of the respondents these were who identified these items. Uh, 96% of respondents saw cost escalation, uh, other supply chain and product related at 95% and skill shortages at 67% of respondents uh, identifying those as as challenges. So some strong and common common themes. And as you mentioned earlier, it again comes back to what are these elements you can control and which you can't we yeah, can we can spend right. plenty of time uh bemoaning the change in costs etc actually mm. what what are the proactive proactive steps not acknowledging that it doesn't make it easier mm. uh, but that uh, their focus okay yeah and that, what, and that flows through ryan into the things we've talked about before one one issue which is mental health and that came through really strongly again uh people are finding it tough and there was some good conversations at Constructive about that, what people are doing. There was one um, panel group, for instance, and they talked about you know, how do you build a healthy team? You know, it's it's all very well to talk about it, but it's but what would you actually do? And I think there's some really good insights, both from the larger commercial companies and from smaller residential about practical things they're doing, about really understanding what's going on in, in people's lives and, and understanding some of it's outside of work. So I, I, I was really, um, I think that was another big step up again. Uh, and as we talked about right at the beginning, you know, hopefully as the weather gets better, you know, that's one little thing that helps people's mood. So I think this is an ongoing issue that we we need to focus on as an industry. And I think the industry has been proactive around mental health uh, and and observation and dealing with lots of the business owners in construction is they can often shoulder a lot of responsibility. They're they're making a lot of proactive steps to make sure their team is in good mental health and good mental wealth. Uh, But I think often they also uh, tend to put themselves on the back burner in terms of priority around Mm -hmm. that uh, mental wealth. But they are the one shoulder a lot of 
responsibility. They are the ones that are dealing directly with the cost changes and um, rising mm. wages, etc. So certainly encourage those business owners out there to also uh, make sure they're looking after themselves from the, the mental health, talk to people, utilize the tools and resources that Master Builders makes available because uh, you're, yep. you're very important people and we want to make sure that you're uh, you're well also. Yeah, and talk to people in, in your local community, you know, that members, you know, we've, we're doing some other work, Ryan, which is understanding what our members want. And there's a really um, strong theme that comes through from there is, is um, you know, how do I connect to other builders in my area if I'm not already connected to them, particularly for newer members uh, and something that they're looking for, whether it's around financial information or whatever, but it is that just connection to someone that they can talk to. Correct. The climate change and sustainability, it's something that we're hearing all the time globally now. Mm. What came through in the survey on that aspect? Interesting. Uh, people are aware of it, but they're not, they don't have massive demand from their consumers. And that could be a point in time. Uh, it could be that consumers have got all the other price pressures. And so um, at this stage, uh, particularly in the residential side, is, there's not a, a, a massive draw from consumers to say, I'm prepared to pay a significant amount of extra money for, um, let's just call it better, sustainability features. People will buy a little bit, but they're not prepared to pay a lot. Now, I think part of that is, you know, new homes are a lot better than the ones we used to build 30, 40 years ago. So maybe it reflects that, but maybe it just reflects, you know, the hip pocket often speaks. Commercial, I think, is a bit different where um, there's a different driver. So government agencies, larger corporate developers, they do want to um, be able to say that they're meeting sustainability targets, that their tenants want to have something. So they want something to prove that they're being a good corporate citizen, whether they're government agencies or private. So there is... There's a bit of a, a difference between those at the moment. I think as we get into some of the government's climate change requirements, that's going to pose a, a challenge for us. We have to do it. We need to um, own up to it. But I think there's a lot more information that we need to help push out to our members. Great insights. And David, I imagine there's a, a good question around at the moment. Is this still a good time to build? We hear those uh, various opinions. I think you've uh, shared with us at Constructive, the forum, that there are still many people in our industry that are on the optimistic side of what could yep. could be done. And yet we also hear some of the, the negative commentary. What would be your view on whether this is a good time to build? Well, it's interesting. If I go back to the state of the sector, the survey with the with the consumers we did ask that question would you recommend to someone else if they were going to build a new home at the moment i thought we'd get a very low positive response but it was about 45 percent, so nearly half saying i would still recommend someone to build so i think that's actually very positive um, and the reality is we know that costs to build generally do not come down Wages are not going to suddenly drop. In fact, if anything, they will go up. Material prices are not projected to drop. In fact, as of this morning, there was another report out saying product inflation was still high. Uh, so, you know, our message is it is still a good time. It's not going to suddenly get cheaper. People do tend to get influenced by what they hear in the media. But there are two things about that. One is go and talk to your design team or your builders start the conversation because it takes a few months to do that anyway. If you wait until everyone else is 
suddenly you find, oh, they're not available to talk to me again. So start the conversation. Secondly, though, if you're building for yourself, think through the cycle. Um, and it's not about what happens in the next six months in terms of prices of existing homes. It's what happens over the next cycle if you're intending to own your home or even get on the cycle because other homes will go up and down uh, as part of that cycle. It's, it's hard, though, to get past that psychological hurdle that people are just a bit hesitant. Um, but I still think it's, it's a good time to build. Good time to talk to your design team or your builders. Wholeheartedly agree with that uh, sentiment, David. And we've we've been here before. The industry, as all economic cycles, and we have ups and downs. Uh, maybe insights. What have we learned from previous previous cycles that we could bring here and do better in this um, environment we're dealing with now? I think, and again, coming out of constructive, one of the biggest things that came through, and we got some case studies from people who've been through this rather than just talking in theory. And the big message was, I think, uh, a couple of things for me. You do need to look at your cost side. You do need to cut costs where you can to make sure that you're still making a decent margin and a decent overall profit for your business. But secondly, plan ahead a bit. Um, and, and plan in sort of different horizons. You know, what's what's the next three to four months looking like? What's the next year? But look beyond that. Where do you want to be? How do you want to come out of it? A lot of, I guess, the conversation was the people who fail to plan are the people who get into trouble. And so think about just a couple of basic things, but also along the way, look after your team because you still need your team if you want to come out of this strong. Absolutely. And I'd uh, add on to that, uh, reach out to the experts. You know, that might be your accounting practice around your yep. cash flow management, helping to do some projections around that. So you make sure you don't end up in a, in a cash or, hole as things change. Yep. Or dare I say it, Ryan, go on to Elevate, which you host. You beat uh, me to it, David. That was yeah, the next one. There's a, a wealth of information there, which is specifically designed for our industry. Absolutely. And we're continuing to do webinars with experts in the mm. finance area, contracts, uh, how to how to build more effectively, how to lead a team more effectively. So yeah, that we continue to bring out those in both webinar yeah. format and in courses that people can access anytime, yeah. anywhere yeah. on the Elevate platform. So one final thing, I think, just about that, you know, leading teams, et cetera. It was interesting, I think, there's a lot of younger people coming along to Constructive now and, and emerging leaders in our industry. And that's really great to see who are thirsty for knowledge. Uh, and, and so that's something that we have been promoting, learning some of those things. And so there were a lot of uh, newer faces this year, which I was very encouraged by. Great. And don't forget to celebrate success as well. And we've got some uh, regional house of the year events coming up. I know I've got my own tickets yeah. to the Auckland event. Uh, so get along the uh, fantastic nights to celebrate uh, epic uh, construction yep. uh, builds and uh, also be around that community and celebrate the success of what's being achieved as well. Yeah. And, and well, uh, concurrently, actually, right now, there's uh, some of the regional apprentice of the year. I went to the uh, Wellington Region Apprentice of the Year last Friday night. Really cool event. You know, they all have their different flavour. Uh, and again, you know, talking about leadership, you know, we're seeing, uh, as always, younger leaders coming through, really talented people, passionate about what they want to do. Fantastic. David, thanks so much for sharing those insights with us today. We uh, appreciate them and I think some really good advice and some approaches for our listeners today. So thanks for sharing. Pleasure, Ryan. Take care.